This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, today you might be a little bit worried about your retirement funds, given what we've seen happening in the markets over the last 24 hours. Now, our main stock index here in Canada is down sharply after markets reopened today. American markets had plunged yesterday, and that was because of rising tensions between the United States and China. We'll get more on that in just a moment. But just to let you know where things are right now, the S&P, the S&P TSX Composite Impact Index was down 220 points from Friday's close. That's a pretty big and broad-based decline there. The Canadian dollar trading at 75.62 cents U.S. That is just up slightly from the 75.61 cents U.S. on Friday. But let's talk more about where the markets are at right now with the help of Robert Levy, CKNW Business Analyst. Good morning, Robert. Hi, Simi. Good morning. How's that roller coaster ride doing there for you today? Bit of whiplash? Oh, it's an exciting one, you know, an exciting one because we're seeing a lot of, you know, changes and trend changes in the markets from where they've been going over the last couple months or even years. We had the biggest, you know, one-day sell-off in global markets in about the last 18 months yesterday. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of people in BC didn't notice it because we had that holiday Monday, but we still had U.S. trading yesterday. And, you know, it, it's it's hard sometimes when you talk these numbers because, you know, 200 points, 300 points sounds like a big yeah. move, but... You know, sometimes normalizing and, you know, looking percentage terms like the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average in the U.S. had the biggest uh, one day sell off of the year and it was down over three percent. And it's, you know, as you said, roller coaster ride bounced back a little bit today. But still, you know, these outsized moves that we're not used to as markets seem to fall a lot faster than they go up. Yeah. So what happened in the States yesterday then, Robert? Like what prompted that huge sell off that they had? I think this is investors digesting the next phase of sort of the escalations we're seeing in this trade war between the U.S. and China. Uh, The end of last week, we had President Trump announce new tariffs, new measures on China because negotiations weren't going as fast as he liked uh, with coming to a trade deal between the U.S. and China. And I also think part of that was motivated by the fact that the Fed underdelivered when they cut interest rates last week. They only did a 25 basis point cut and they made it sound like things were improving with China. So you know, Trump being that, I heard a great line today, very tactical in the short term, very bad in terms of a long-term negotiator, but he is tactical somewhat in the short term, and the Fed under-delivered, so he said, we're going to intensify the trade war with China. So, you know, that was one factor, and then the answer from China at the beginning of this week, that they let their currency depreciate over 7 yuan to the U.S. dollar. That That is very significant because it signals the market that they're going to use their currency now as a potential weapon in this right. ongoing trade And they're, they're clearly digging in too, right? Like for a while there, it seemed like, okay, maybe they're going to capitulate on some of these demands. And now it sounds like they're just saying no. Exactly right. You know, and it's hard to strategize, you know, how this trade war is going to continue to play out. All it's done is basically taken a chunk out of the global economy as these two com- uh, countries, superpowers, you know, throw tariffs back and forth between one another. No one's winning in this game. And, you know, some people are saying, you know, a trade war with the U.S. and China, there's no situation that works out well for China that makes them better off than they were before. So that, in a sense, could be a hard pill to swallow. And maybe they hope they outlast the U.S. or at least for now, outlast the current U.S. president who's very, you know, bombastic in his nature. But Maybe he's not around in 2020 and they have someone easier to negotiate with in Washington. Right. So then by China manipulating their currency, 
what does that do? That makes their products, even though there's tariffs on them, still cheaper in the United States. Exactly. So what it allows them to do basically is boost their exports and, and, and maybe mitigate some of the effects of the, the tariffs that are then imposed on their products. So it's a way to make things, you know, a, a little better off for them. But uh, at the same time, it doesn't come without consequences for them. This is now an 11 year low uh, for the Chinese yuan against the U.S. dollar. And we see in these periods when their currency falls to these levels. Uh, one thing is capital flight. And, you know, we know about that here in Vancouver and, and in Canada where, you know, money is leaving uh, China and going to other markets around the world. So what they're investing in may be housing, but it's not staying in China. And, you know, the other factor with the weakened currency is it's prompted market volatility of their own over there when they let their currency devalue. So they see their own financial market volatility, which hurts, you know, consumer confidence like like we see here when we you know, see markets fall a couple percent and begin to get a little concerned or worried. Right. Well, this was a lot, though. And so should we be worried, Robert? Like, you know, when we get our quarterly updates on our portfolios, like, should we be worried? It's it's very hard, I think, to take that short-term look at the markets and, and to give it context. You know, we've had U.S. markets that have rallied you know, before this, up to Friday, we're up about 17, 18% on the year. So that's almost two years worth of the gains for some people and what they expect of returns. So to give back 3%, uh, you, you know, I wouldn't be worried in one day. You know, we can expect some follow through because well, I think we're in a period of heightened volatility again. It's been pretty calm for the last while, but depending on how these negotiations go between the U.S. and China and what you know, measures are taken next. It could definitely prompt some market instability over the short term. But I think what President Trump's been doing is trying to force the Fed's hand and uh, really jawbone the Fed in terms of how their policy should be set. And he's pushing them to cut interest rates a few more times this year. So if the Fed delivers for the market, uh, which, you know, they have opportunities to talk about it over the next couple of weeks, that might calm investor concerns a little bit. Right. So we heard that how this morning in Toronto markets are down here as well. What's going on here then? Is that just a response to what happened yesterday? Yeah, exactly right. And the fact that, you know, we were closed, parts of Canada were open yesterday, but we were closed in Ontario and we were closed in BC. So, you know, that's why you've seen the U.S. market stabilize a little bit. They're up about eight tenths of a percent after falling 3% yesterday. Uh, but the TSX, you know, will catch up readjusting because the, we had that steep sell off in the U.S. market yesterday and we weren't open for trading. Okay. So then you think things are going to settle down? Hey, it could be a bumpy August, but, you know, there's there's a couple key events on the calendar at the end of this month. One is Fed Chair Jay Powell, you know, speaking in Jackson Hole, and that's a key speech that people are going to see what the Fed's going to do there. And, you know, it's it's almost uh, apropos or similar to a couple of years ago when everyone was hanging on every word that Ben Bernanke or then his predecessor Janet Yellen was saying. And, and people are going to be watching the U.S. Central Bank again. It, it considered, you know, the global central bank because their policy, you know, dictates what goes on around the global economy to see what their actions are going to be going into the fall. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Robert. Thanks, Jimmy. We continue to brace ourselves. That is Robert Levy, our CKNW business analyst, talking about the roller coaster ride that the markets have been on.